Welcome to the Relational Recovery Podcast. I'm your host, Wes Thompson, joined by my co-host, Austin Hill. Today, we're in part five in our conversation. We hope you enjoy. And, and even a more like shorter term um, reality is, you know, it might not taste as good in the moment, um, but there is a lot of really good tasting healthy food. But like if I'm eating what's quick and fast and easy and, and just that tastes good to my taste buds in the moment, a lot of times that high sugar, high, you know, fast carb food, like it makes you feel like crap. And I think for people that are in struggling with addiction, as we just defined it, like you've got these unwanted behaviors you're really trying to fight against. Like it takes a lot of intentionality and a lot of focus and a lot of, I mean, frankly, a lot of energy to, to stay engaged with that, with that wanting to change your behavior and if we're eating crap and feeling like crap, it's just going to make it all the harder, I think, to to continue to to have this growth mindset and to and to stay on track with with the, with the life that we want to live. And by eating better, um, I know for me personally, like I feel like I have more energy, I feel more confident, I feel more, um, I just feel better. And even though it's hard, like. I know I feel better. Am I still tempted? Heck yeah. Like I want to eat all the pizza in the world, but like, um, cause that's my issue. You brought up donuts, like pizza. I don't know. Like I can eat a whole pizza and still be able to eat more. Like yeah, there's something wrong with me when it comes to pizza. But, um, you know, the point is, is like, if you, if you want help, if you want to help yourself probably in your own sobriety, um, you want, we want to try to do things that, that do make us feel better and give us a better, you know, amount of energy and focus and so on and so forth. Yeah. Cause that's that. Well, I think what you're, t- what we're talking about is what is going to replace the thing that makes me feel good when I eat. Cause like another example, like Chipotle, they have like the small bags of chips and then they have the family bag of chips. Like when we're busy, like I'll order that giant bag of chips, smash the whole thing on the way home and then eat my salad. Cause that's healthy. Because it doesn't even matter. I, I ate a giant family size bag of chips with queso on the way home, and then I ate my healthy salad and all my kids' leftover chips. Because chips are also really good. Like it's like that's like, but I'm telling myself the whole time I ate the salad though. Yeah. So it's it's the what are we going to replace this with? And that's why I keep talking about the future because food is so real is difficult to to change our habits around because it's there all the time. And so it, it, we, we have to identify what are those small things that we can change within our, within our daily habits, within our, within our control that have that long-term impact. Because if you and I decided for the next 30 days, we're going to eat whatever we want, irregardless of the nutritional value, we're probably going to not experience the physical changes for a month or two. And we won't be able to notice them because it's gradual. And the same is true when we decide to eat healthy. So it's not really motivating to eat healthy for a long time. Uh, if we're going to be like, I want results in a month. Like, that's just not going to happen. It's true. But I mean, even just paying attention. Like, one thing you will notice, I think, pretty quickly is energy level and focus. I mean, unhealthy food just, it, I, it, it, it makes my head literally like fog. It turns into a fog. Um, like it tastes good, but then like, I, I feel like, I feel like crap. Um, 
And so literally that's honestly, I mean, I hate to admit this, but like, that's been probably one of my bigger motivations in this, uh, this season is like, um, I've got to be able to think clear. I've got, I want to, I got to be able to have the energy to do all these things that I, that I want to do. Um, and I want to be able to show up for my kids. I've got two young kids. Like I've got a daughter who's getting ready to turn eight, a son who's getting ready to turn five. And like, if I'm going to show up like from these different work ventures that I have, and then also, also, you know, be present for them, I'm going to, I'm going to need a lot of energy. I'm going to need help in that area. Yeah. So we've kind of like, we've kind of talked about like the stereotypical, um, issues with food that I feel like a lot of people have. Yeah. And when it be, when food becomes an addiction, that's when it becomes visibly apparent that I am not able to function the way I, the way I originally designed for because it's in control of my life. So when, if someone feels like they're in that part in that, and it's not always obesity, it can't like, that's why there's like those, the other eating disorders, which are connected to, which are connected to food. But what I think what we're trying to connect um, with this substance use addiction is that like we all, every single one of us has this deeper desire to be deeply known by someone and know somebody else. And when that is broken, like those relationships you talked about at the beginning, we go to something and some people go to eating or being really skinny as like, that's how I'm going to be accepted. That's when I'm going to be, it's when it's going to be okay for me to reveal who I actually am and be open and safe as if I'm super skinny, or it's just like, because I'm not safe, I'm going to hide behind overeating. So for, for people in there, what is the, what is the next in that category? When they're realizing like, I maybe, maybe I do have an issue because the doctor told me or my loved ones told me, or just like, I'm not liking how it looks when I'm, when I wake up in the morning, what are those next, what are you, you think those next steps are? Yeah. I mean, that's a really good question. I mean, to be honest with you, I didn't spend a lot of time thinking about a solution as much as like just starting with curiosity and like really examining. But I, I think the question you asked earlier is a good place to start. Just what, instead of going straight to action, like ask my, asking myself, like, what kind of life do I want to build? Like, what kind of life do I want to live? Like, even to go back to the questions I asked earlier, like, is your relationship with food keeping you from doing the things you want to do? Like, am I, am I content and happy with who I am with the, with food like right now and if the answer is no right then how what like i've got to kind of practice some vision like we've talked about vision on this podcast and i've got to i've got to like almost envision okay well what what would it look like what would the ideal look like like what kind like what would it look like and and if and if i and if i know i want it to be better but i don't know what to do and that's kind of me to be honest with you austin like I'm having to ask smarter people because I feel competent in certain areas, but I don't know. I'm not, I'm not smart when it comes to to food. Thanks for listening to this episode of the relational recovery podcast. We'll be back tomorrow with part six in our conversation. We'll see you then.